It's a Wednesday today, which means it is a soccer night. Uh, some very interesting developments outside of the fact that there will be a press conference conducted by Stuart Baxter outside of the South African Football Association offices. Hmm. We can only wonder, we can only speculate, but hey, I'm sure there's a very, very good reason. And also, as a football player, if at the age of 29 you've got to retire from all of football, then something somewhere is very, very wrong. We'll try and figure out exactly what's gone wrong here. But as mentioned yesterday during the Room Dividers chat, so that's when the breaking news came through. Um, the Athletics World Governing Body, the IAAF, uh, welcoming that Swiss Federal Tribunal decision to revoke Casta Semenya's rights uh, to participate in the middle distance events. Now, on Tuesday, South Africa's Olympic and 800-meter world champion announced that she would miss the World Championships in Doha later this year uh, because of the decision. Now, Semenya is currently appealing a court of arbitration for sport ruling in favor of the organization's controversial testosterone regulations. Now, to tell us a little bit more on this latest ruling, uh, we are joined by her lawyer. Greg Knott joins me on the line. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Hello, Robert. No, no, no problem. Nice to hear your voice. Are we going around in circles here, yeah, or what did you make of this latest development that came through last night? Robert, you know, the first thing is I think um, the appeal that we've launched is one on human rights, and we've always got to remind ourselves that this is what the appeal is about. It's the dignity and and against discrimination against Custer and, and athletes and sports persons like herself. So we've got to keep that uppermost in mind. We were We got the suspension against the regulation in the very beginning um, for a certain period of time. This is a procedural step. It's really actually very given by the Swiss court. So we were fortunate enough to get the suspension for that period of time where Custer, as you recall, became the fastest woman on a track in America just recently at Stanford. Um, the, the lengthier period, of course, pending the appeal, has been dismissed and not allowed by uh, a single judge in Switzerland. Now, the appeal itself will be um, uh, awarded by a five-court, five-person court court in Switzerland, by the Swiss Federal Court, and we anticipate the award being handed down sometime towards the end of this year, or maybe the first quarter of next year, the beginning of the first quarter next year, which means, of course, the Doha World Championships. So, you know, other than Custer taking any hormonal drugs, which, as we all know, she will not definitely do, um, it, it looks if she were to run the 800, she won't be allowed to do so in terms of the regulations. Now, one really, as, as you've said on the radio show before, um, one really wonders about it, but I have regard to going after one of their own in regard to these regulations. A world champion, an icon, and a person that should be seen on the track defending her world championship. Do we read anything here, though, Greg, when it comes to the timing of all of this so close uh, to September? I think we're going to allow your listeners to make up their minds, Robert. And is there nothing that can be done in the interim to try and salvage all of this? Is there no other legal mechanism? 
that can be exploited con- at this stage? We are considering as a team. We are considering as a team, that's all I can say. And also, my may I add, and, and you know, Custer uh, as well, you know, it, it's, it, it's up to her finally in terms of strategic decisions as well. So we can lay out the law in regard to what is, what is possible. Um, but Custer being the indomitable person that she is, she will make up her own mind as to whether she fights on or what she does. At the moment, she will await the appeal, and that's where we are placed. Now, when you, as you await that appeal, and we've all heard and we've seen previous interviews, and she's mentioned that she's very disappointed uh, to be kept from defending her hard-earned yeah. title. I think in, yeah. in, 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 in every cause, you know, when you've been out there and you've won, and you are the champion, you're the reigning champion, for anybody not you're to be able champion. to... You can't, I mean, you cannot feel right though, Greg, in terms of you just as a human being being able not to defend your title. Exactly right. You know, I've, I've sort of likened Custer to the Muhammad Ali when he was stuck of his title when he refused on the Gulf to go to, to Vietnam because it was an unjust war. I mean, it's just, it's, it ranks up there as far as I'm concerned. But how, uh, does, how, how does she genuinely feel? I think very disappointed not to be able to defend the title. Very disappointed. But, um, you know, Custer keeps the head up, um, keeps strong. You know, the words I've used before on your show, it, it's, just, it's just phenomenal, quite frankly. But disappointment obviously is there. And it's not only now, you see. It, it, it's gone on for 10 years. It's gone on from about 2009, since post-Berlin. 11 months after that, then a war of attrition after that period of time. So it's been really a long, long period of the chunk of, of Castor's life. And it hasn't been an easy run. It was far from it. So this court case, while it's sort of at the apex of something, really has been a long war of attrition. So it's just even more hats off to her. You, you know, when, when I, I, I follow exactly what the IAAF tries to pursue and tries to create as far as the public is concerned uh, because th- they looked at this decision and they spoke about it creating much needed parity and clarity uh, for all yeah. athletes as they prepare for yeah. the world championship you know for me that parity and clarity aspect mm-hmm. makes no sense it's almost as if Casta decided after winning uh, her title uh, to go and adjust something that would be then favorable for her to continue being the world champion that she is. That, that for me, just that sentence alone does not sit well with me. It doesn't sit well at all. But I think, you know, just in terms of the statement itself being as short as it is, this is, is an indication of, 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 of something in itself by the RAAF. Um, I don't want to go too much into it, but it was a very short statement. And, um, how, yeah, I've, I've just got to be very careful in what I say, but um, it's it's really is something something else. Well, I mean, they talk here, Greg, about the regulations being necessary, reasonable, proportionate means of protecting fair and meaningful competition in elite female athletes. So by saying fair and meaningful competition, you're really saying that she is borderline cheating. Well. 
that is not the case, obviously, and you know that, and we all know that. And and it was the court of arbitration were clear to make sure that that was not said at all. In fact, just the opposite. Um, so I'm not going to go any further mm. than that, but it's definitely not the case. And I, the insinuation must be absolutely disregarded if the insinuation was intended at all. But I mean, um, would, you, would you as a legal team challenge that? Because if, if I'm just reading this as a layman who's not uh, been following the story, I, I would see it as certainly casting aspersions here. Yeah. We, as I said earlier, Robert, we, we are... We are considering, we've got, a, as you know, a, a wide team with lawyers in Switzerland and as well as Canada and South Africa. So the heads will be put together. And and how soon do you think it will take regarding the appeal itself? You know, as I said earlier, it'll be, for the award to be handed down, it'll be sometime later this year. So we sit yeah. now what to the beginning of August. August. Mm. Um, and um, so towards the end of the, this year or the first quarter of, of next year, according to our Swiss lawyer, that would be the normal normal run of course in an appeal such of this, of this nature. Um, uh, and as I say, the narrative that we've spelled out in the appeal, Robert, which you'll be pleased to hear, is one of, of you know, human rights. It goes into four cornerstones of, of human rights, of dignity, um, and so on. It, it really bangs on that and and um and as as you are well aware there's been an absolute uh uh contrary to any human rights mm-hmm. that we, we can we can believe in uh the nature of this particular process. Sure. Greg, do know that you have all our support as a country, as a station, and as a, a sports radio show here, and, and everything of the best. Uh, do convey uh, our good luck to Casta Simonian. Thank you once again for being available for uh, reaching out and for clarity as well. No, absolute pleasure, Robert. It's always a joy to be on your show and to speak to you, and um, and thank you for the support and to your listeners as well. You're on a good show, and, and, and I certainly will do that. Thank you. Thank you so much there, Greg Not Casta Semenya's lawyer, joining us on the line.